Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Go in Peace, a daily podcast from the Houghton College Chapel Office, where each day we take a look at one of our college lectionary texts and we ponder provocative thoughts so that we can truly go in peace to love and serve the Lord. My name is Michael Jordan. I'm Dean of the Chapel here at Houghton. It's my privilege to share with you each weekday. Today is Tuesday, March 23rd, and uh, today is the second of two what we're calling snow days or reading days, just a couple of unplanned days off in the middle of the semester. Not every class was able to cancel, but many were. Um, But just as a way of kind of giving students a little bit of a breather uh, during what's a very challenging semester. In case you didn't know, um, instead of having any breaks this semester, we sort of came back late and uh, are finishing on time, but we basically have 14 weeks of classes in a row followed by finals. And so this is week nine of those classes, and so many classes are taking off Uh, for yesterday and today. So, glad to have you with us. We decided to release the podcast anyway. Uh, No snow day for the podcast, no rest for the weary here, Um, but glad to share with you. Our theme this week is reconciliation. We're reading texts related to reconciliation, and our readings for today are Psalm 126, Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14, and Luke 15, 1 to 10. Today, I'd like to share with you some comments on Psalm 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoice. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses in the Negev. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. One of my favorite psalms, uh, it's a good one. It, uh, it's one that I've, it's a, it's a noontime psalm for me. And uh, when I've been chanting the psalms with the Abbey of the Genesee here these last few months, this is one that we chant. Uh, I reckon it's a Wednesday afternoon psalm. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those... Who dream and what a beautiful idea you know it's just a, a, a beautiful kind of first three verses of this psalm you know um, it, you, I mean it's kind of dreamlike throughout then our mouth was filled with laughter our tongue with shouts of joy no doubt it's a little bit of an idealized picture of the past right but just you can appreciate this as you think about the past in your life and you think about simpler times whatever those simpler times were for you um, you know, you remember how happy you were in those moments and how life seemed so uncluttered and so free and God's grace was just very evident. And that's what the first three verses of this psalm are like. But then, starting with verse 4, the psalm kind of brutally almost, (laughs) brutally brings us back into the present. And it says, restore our fortunes, O Lord. It's yearning for God to restore that, yearning for God to bring those days back. The happy days are not here right now, and God, we're just praying that you bring them back. And right now we're sowing in tears, and we want you to help us to reap with shouts of joy. Um, And it kind of looks forward in hope at the end, right? Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy. But, But the psalm is definitely living in the present. It is envisioning a happy future. It's remembering a happy past. But right now it's saying things are not good right now. And I guess I just want us to take comfort in this, right? Like, even even while this challenges us, right? I think a lot of us could tell the story of our lives in in a similar way, couldn't we? 
I mean, most people narrate their life something like this, right? My life used to be easy, then it got kind of hard, and I'm living in the middle of the hard time of my life. But I have hope that it will get better in the future. And it's interesting, right? Like, when you're living in the, in the past, like when I, you know, when I idealize, for example, my college years as I watch students go through college years, any idealism is pretty quickly gone when I look at them and I realize, oh, it was not so easy to live those years. <laughs> there was a lot that was really challenging about living those years. I, I, they may be peaceful and bucolic in looking back on it, but it was scary. And it was hard to know what to do. And, you know, then when I was a college student, when I looked forward to who I would be as an adult and imagined what it would be, now I'm like, it's a good deal more complicated than I knew then. You know, and so we often find ourselves kind of looking back to the past and remembering it as more simple than it really was and looking forward to the future as somehow solving all the problems we're experiencing well. And that's simply not the way life is. That's not really how we experience it, right? We experience life in the present. And in the present, we yearn for God to make things right. And there's so much that's painful. And, and part of what makes it especially painful <laughs> is the fact that we feel like what we're going through is somehow abnormal or wrong. You know, that, that the drama of my life is, is more than I deserve. Like, like that my life should somehow be free of it. it. It helps us, I think, when we remember that this actually is the normal posture of humanity. <laughs> to be going through something difficult, to be yearning for the past and yearning for the future, is typical. It's something that was written in this psalm, right, that is written 2,500 plus years ago, right, that this is in fact normal. It is normal to be in a place where you are not quite happy with how things are and are hoping that things will get better. And in the middle of that, the very best thing we can do, like the psalmist, is simply to cry out to God, right, restore our fortunes, Make it so that since we're crying now, that we'll be rewarded with times of joy later. That's the very best posture that we can be in, is to kind of recognize our dependence of God and to adopt a posture of yearning for God. And yes, it's painful to live in the middle of yearning, right? No one likes unrequited yearning. No one likes it when uh, you're sort of hoping that things will get better, but you've got no real sense that they really will be. And yet, when we're in this place where we're yearning, that's right where we should be most often, <laughs> right? We're crying out for God to help, and we can trust that God hears and wants to draw us to be with him. God, we thank you for your presence with us in all these different times of our lives. And often it's very hard for us to live lives that are genuinely open to others because we're so very challenged by our own experience and struggling with our own experience. So we pray, God, that you will um, Make us aware of your deep love for us, even in those in-between times in our lives that when we look closely is really most of our life. We pray, God, that you'll be present with us. Help us to know your love so that we can share that love with people around us. We pray this through Christ. Amen. All right, all. We'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Until then, go in peace to love and serve the Lord.